Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Hard to believe tomorrow is our annual Don't Drink and Drive show already. We uh, have some booze here in the studio. We drank it. London police join us. We blow into their uh, roadside test, and then they bring the intoxilizer in as well, which is the one that you have to blow into back at the station. Gives you a real accurate uh, blood alcohol level. We'll demonstrate just how quickly you get to a point where you should not be operating a motor vehicle. Best thing you can do is just plan ahead and don't drive at all if you're going to be drinking this holiday season. Now, it's always fun uh, that we get to have some pops and some laughs on the air, Jim. Mm-hmm. Boss Brad, here comes Buzzkill Boss Brad. He wants to sit down and talk to us, though, and lay down some ground rules, I think. You guys doing okay? <laughs> We're doing okay. Yeah, We're excited. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you sound a little too excited. This oh, morning. Brad. <laughs> Brad, I feel like you're, you're, you're my dad and you're... Going away for the weekend. All right, boys, I'm going to sit you down here. <laughs> you can have a few of your friends over, but you cannot throw a party. <laughs> There's emergency numbers on the fridge. If anything goes wrong, I'm changing the Wi-Fi. And your Aunt Diane will be stopping by randomly to check on you. <laughs> could be 7 in the morning, could be 7 at night. Hey, Keep this, your head on a this, swivel. This day and age, you got cameras in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to be watching you all weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you put some cameras in here for tomorrow? Yeah, Is that maybe. what you're telling us? Maybe. <laughs> so, you guys, you guys, good? You feeling good for tomorrow? You I really, think so. You really do sound like a little bit more excited than usual for this show. Well, I like it because me and Taz are both getting into it tomorrow. Sometimes it's just one or the other. I like mm-hmm. that. We got Chelsea coming in, which I'm excited <laughs> about. Chelsea from Promotions. I'm really excited to. Start drinking with Chelsea. She has she's such an interesting character, and her family, her life. She's got such funny observations. I almost her dad's a stand up comedian. I feel like Chelsea could be a stand up comedian. One hundred percent with I, minimal material. She could just go yeah, up on and stage. talk, yeah. yeah, or or just like 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 a funny talk show host. Totally, yeah, to bring celebrities on and 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 you know yeah. just be Chelsea, and that's her sober. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till she's got four sangrias in her. It's funny too. Every time that this time of year, uh, the you know your Facebook memories come up, mm-hmm. and there's one. It always comes up, and it's one of my favorite pictures of Jim from I think three years ago. Like on the ap- couch, after sitting the show. on the couch, <laughs> <laughs> giving you the point. He's like, "Hey, you give the drunk guy point. Let's go, yeah. hey yeah. man." Hey. It's nine thirty in the morning. Like if you, there was no words on it no. for uh, you know drinking and driving or anything yeah. like that. You'd be like, "That guy's you'd hammered." Know, you'd know you were drunk. Yeah. I do enjoy after the show every year. Jim goes around the office and like tries to spark up conversations, yeah. forgetting that everyone else is stone sober. And, and I don't think I'm hey, drunk. Hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing this weekend? Yeah, okay. You're like, what's what's going on now? You're trying to get people to play cards and listen to euchre. So we, do, we do, actually do have a couple of surprises for you guys though tomorrow morning. Ooh. Um, one just uh, just after eight o'clock, mm-hmm. we will have um, you know our friend Bruce from Jack Daniels. Absolutely, he's going to be bringing the Gibson's brand ambassador in. So we got some whiskey going on. Yeah, there'll be some. Uh, so he's gonna oh do boy. some uh, do some mixing for you guys. And that's some when the show drinks. goes to a whole nava level. <laughs> yeah, thank God they're coming in at eight, not six. <laughs> be fighting by seven. Yeah. And then we have we have a special guest coming too after after eight thirty. 
I think I know who that is. Yeah. I think we've teed that one up. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. Look behind you. Look at the poster behind you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is going to be good. Yeah, Santa Bob's coming in. Yeah. Bob well, Noxious. He's got that show this weekend at Eastside's. And, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, that's right. It is tomorrow night. So uh, uh, be, he's collecting toys for the uh, for the Taz Show drive through Toy Drive. So uh, Bob's going to pop by tomorrow. And, he's, and if you guys have your... Your police nab my dad sweaters yeah, all ready to go. Right yeah, here. awesome. We should, just, we should get one for Chelsea too. Yeah, they're a hot commodity. These are so sweet. <laughs> I'm putting mine through the wash. I don't like wearing a sweater until it's been washed. You know that new sweater uh, feel? Yeah, I like it. Do you? It it, lo- it loses some softness. I feel like 20 percent of the cotton on the inside goes away the first time you wash it. Yeah, it's like the first day of underwear. Yeah, it's never going to be that crisp. No, that's it. There's almost like a film on it, though. No, Don't you feel like there's a film? Do you, and it one th- it'll never be as comfortable after you wash it the first time, and it'll never smell that good. I always find too. I like the way it smells. <laughs> Speak like for yourself. New sweater smell. <laughs> what are you washing your clothes with? Uh, my my soccer equipment. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, both our sweaters are probably going to smell like beer and whiskey by the end of the show tomorrow. Ideally, <laughs> looking yeah. forward to it. The reason we're doing it is to remind everybody: don't drink and drive this holiday season. Getting the message out there. I uh, look forward to hanging out with the London Police on the annual Taz Show. Don't drink and drive show starting at 5.30. We'll crack our first one tomorrow. And we have to give a Tasmania Pudos this morning to a guy who stole our friend Tina's car. Pudos. Tina works in the building here. Uh, she just knocked on the back door of the, of the station. Is like, Taz Jim, someone stole my car yesterday. What's going on, Tina? So yesterday morning around uh, quarter after 7, 7.30, I decided that I was getting ready to leave and uh, I uh, was having conversation with one of the, my neighbors walking their dog, telling me again I missed the garbage. As always, I'm always late. Yeah. Our, my garbage man's there at 7 a.m. in the morning. So anyway, I'm like, but I didn't miss the recycling. So, you know, the conscientious person the recycling that I am, I went, I started the car, finished the conversation. Uh, opened uh, the door to my car, started the car, shut the door on the car, went to go grab the recycling bins from the bottom of my stairs and heard the door slam. And The door to door, your car? The door of my car slam. <laughs> I, I run up the stairs with the recycling bins and there's somebody in my car. And I'm Come like, on. you know, like he's just just coming out of the driveway. Of course, you know, me, I'm, I'm already in, in full gear. I'm chasing him down the street to the end, which was Elliott Street. Um, and then he decided to pursue down Elliott to Oxford, and I pursued to come back and grab my uh, grab uh, a neighbor, and we just started to try to chase the car. Of course, we lost it. I'm calling the police at the same time and making the report at the same time at 911. So I have to give kudos to that. Somebody, he, one of the police officers did spot it on Highbury going south. Yeah. He was going north, couldn't catch up to it, lost it around Highbury and Florence. Hmm. Wow, the cojones on some people. You turned your back for what, 30 seconds? Exactly. Like literally. And like, some guy jumps in your car and peels away. And that Weird that the somebody must have been either watching or walking by and taking the opportunity. Yeah. Also, where's your neighbor been during all this? Hey, you should go inside and get your recycling. And you leave and the car's gone? I mean... Elderly man with a with a dog, walking a dog. Exactly. Where's the, where's the, the last dog? guy you'd expect. <laughs> Did you get a look at the driver? I never got a look at the driver because he was wearing a hoodie, but the police had a description of him in his 20s, Hispanic. Hmm. 
So they have uh, a description of the vehicle. Um, what is it? What are well, we looking a, for? You're looking for a white X5 BMW. Zim Zima, who's got the keys to your Bima? <laughs> Seriously, who's got the keys? I have both fobs. As soon as the car is stopped and turned off, it will not restart. Oh, so, so the, there's no key in the ignition. There's no key in the ignition. Unfortunately, BMW doesn't have the the, the technology on a BMW is that it will drive until it's turned off. Unless mm. this guy got your car to a chop shop or something like that, and it could be sitting in a parking lot somewhere now, Taz, in the area. If he's gone to a chop shop, the whole car is vent entirely, like the plastic the the windows are vimped the engine is vimped the entire car is vimped so if anybody who wanted to take parts they have to scratch off the numbers sure the VIN but numbers. these are criminals if, if if it's in a chop shop it's not a reputable place right exactly exactly which I'm but there's a chance not. this guy if he didn't know what he was doing if this wasn't something that he's done before it could be sitting in a parking lot somewhere exactly and you know parking lots are full during the day they're not as full during the evenings which the car would stand out. Yeah, it sounds like a nice car. So, yes, it was a really nice car. It is a really nice car. Hopefully he stopped at McDonald's. You know, a lot of thieving really builds up that appetite. So maybe he stopped to get something to eat and it's just still sitting there. It's yeah. a diesel too. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's a little bit of a louder car. So it's not your typical, you know, BMW X5. So uh-huh. it's a diesel, which makes it louder. So he can't put regular gas in if he tried to keep it running type of thing after the gas ran out. Um, the only other thing is I can give you the license plate. I don't know if that'll help you. Well, why don't you, we'll post something on the uh, FM 96 Facebook fan page. Okay. And that way people can look out for your vehicle. But just describe it right now because someone might be driving past it listening to it's us. It's literally, it's a white X5 BMW. It's got an in-park sticker on the front of it hanging off the dash because I have parking downstairs. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Not unless they park in one of the other in-park parking lots and just leave it there. That would be nice. (laughs) You know who I think is to blame here? Who? Our, Our garbage and recycling system here in London, Ontario. If only we had the same garbage day every week. I know. I've talked about that. Like You other- wouldn't forget <laughs> when recycling and garbage is supposed to be at the curb. You never would have had to run back in to get those recycling bins, and you'd still have your car. Yes, exactly. Thanks a lot, City Hall. <laughs> we'll post the description of Tina's vehicle on the FM96 Facebook fan page again. Boodles. To the jerk who hopped in and drove away. You guys been watching any of the footage uh, from uh, George H.W. Bush's funeral this week? I didn't see any video, but I saw a lot of photos, uh-huh. especially of the front row. <laughs> Trump has terrible body language. <laughs> awkward. He has How terrible awkward language, language, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's got terrible everything language. So they had Trump and Melania sitting next to Barack and Michelle Obama. And on the other side of them was uh, the Clintons. So, Bill and Hillary. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, uh, some people who were in attendance described that front row as cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were all talking uh, generally kind of warmly with them, and, and Jimmy Carter was there as well. The Carters were there. And then when uh, Donald Trump and Melania Trump arrived... It all went silent. Everybody stopped. Well, the, the Obamas shook uh, Trump's hand and Melania's hand. Um, Clinton shook just Melania's hand. Hillary 
did not acknowledge Donald Trump at all. And some people are, are crapping on her for it, but why would she? I don't know why he'd want to acknowledge her or why she would want to acknowledge him after the stuff that they've said about each other. And don't they cancel to. out, though? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he's like, he's still, the people still call, chant, lock her up. Like right. two years later, like you, you can turn on Fox News all the time and they talk about the Clinton controversy. Like, am I missing? Like, <laughs> Clinton's not been in the office for a long time. She lost. But she also is on a speaking tour where she just trashes Trump the whole time. Not the whole, but she's also responding to everything he says. Like, I, I don't think it's like, it's not on equal plane in terms of I Trump prefer and- her not acknowledging him instead of the phony, oh, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm nice to your face, but then I'm going to say this crap behind your back. Yeah. I at, wanna... least, at least she's being honest in that regard. Yeah. She's she gonna doesn't have to, like the guy. She's going to have to wait to be polite until Trump dies. and Because at their funeral, they always seem to be nice to the guy that they formerly mm. hated. Hillary's just going to pull up her skirt and take a pee on his grave, I think. <laughs> I am curious like what it's going to be like cuz like ever there's a huge love when Trump dies for when Trump dies but also Clinton. I mean, Clinton the people look at Bill Clinton differently now than they used to in terms of like all the like sexual assault stuff. Sure. So like is that is that going to get its due because it should. Mm-hmm. Well, he was buddies with that Epstein guy. Yeah. And that's a disgusting story if you've read into that. So Trump uh George Bush, George W. Bush and Clinton are all around the same age. You were saying they're Beth. all they're all the within like born. I, I forget who was born first, but one it was like one month, then the next month, then the next month. So then basically, in one year, you have three three U.S. former future U.S. presidents were born. Hmm. Trump looks way older than Bush. You think so? Absolutely. I I thought he would be the same age as Bush Senior. Clinton's looking rough. Yeah. He's looking a little bit frail. Oh, Bill's got a year left. You think so? I feel bad because his, who am I to judge? But I feel like his mind is going a little bit. Like he's when he's when he's speaking, he's just doesn't seem there. He's got a like a like almost like a drug induced smile on his face. It seems like well, he's been the darling of the Democratic Party for a long time, and now nobody wants to campaign with him. And Barack Obama has replaced him as the guy that everyone wants to to have as the guy that kind of puts them over the top. Obama's so cool. They put him in between uh, Trump and the Clintons on purpose to be like the Obama buffer because he he was like whatever I, you know n- no skin off my back how you doing Trump I don't care I don't care about you I don't care what you say he just he just comes off as such a cool dude he was mm-hmm. the buffer there for sure well didn't they put him in order of when they were president and that's why that no that, no he was the buffer <laughs> specifically designed I do like the uh, the relationship between uh, the Bushes and and the Obamas because George like W before he sat down cuz he was in a different row he apparently like gave some candy to Michelle to Obama. Michelle he had done the same thing at uh at John McCain's funeral, so it would, he kind of did it to break the uh, you know the the sadness of the mm-hmm. event and give everyone a bit of a smile. That's one of the nicest things you can do as the son of the guy whose funeral it is to break the tension like that. That's a that's a nice move. Yeah, it is. And no matter what you think of the Bushes, that eulogy that George W. gave his father was something else. Last Friday, when I was told he had minutes to live, I called him. The guy answered the phone, said he, I think he can hear you, but he hadn't said anything for most of the day. I said, Dad, I love you and you've been a wonderful father. And the last words he would ever say on earth were, I love you too. Wow. To us, he was close to perfect, but not totally perfect. His short game was lousy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Golf jokes. <laughs> he wasn't exactly Fred Astaire on the dance floor. The man couldn't stomach vegetables. Especially broccoli. And by the way, he passed these genetic defects along to us. <laughs> I love a good funeral joke. You guys? Yeah, you yeah, need you know, It breaks the tension a little bit, right? Even when it's the worst joke ever, it gets an uproarious laugh because everybody just wants to... Yeah, emotions are running so high. Yeah. I was uh, randomly, after uh, I saw that uh, he H.W. had lost, I started just looking into, like, I'm always curious, like, family histories and stuff. So, like, the Bush family history... Dates back to Obadiah Bush, as the uh, the he's the one that set everything in motion for the for the Bush family. Obadiah Bush makes you look young. <laughs> Obadiah Bush. <laughs> yeah, Finally, like every day of seventy three years of marriage, Dad taught us all what it means to be a great husband. Well, Dad, we're going to remember you for exactly that and much more, and we're going to miss you. Your decency, sincerity, and kind soul will stay with us forever. So through our tears, let us know the blessings of knowing and loving you, a great and noble man, the best father a son or daughter could have. Mm. And in our grief, let us smile knowing that Dad is hugging Robin and holding Mom's hand again. That's a tough one. Doesn't matter how much power you have, how rich you are, how influential you are, how old you are when you lose a parent like that. It's never easy. Rest in peace, George H.W. Bush. Whatever happened to that Kellogg's factory worker who took a pee on the... uh, on the cereal line? Yeah, where is he now? (laughs) He's in trouble. Oh, good. He pleads guilty after uh, his day in court, and uh, he will be held accountable. This this did not happen at the London Kellogg's factory, although when we heard they were shutting the, the Kellogg's plant down here in London, I did speculate that this was possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple extra raisins in the raisin bran or something <laughs> like that, you know? Oh, they're putting glossettes in here now. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> chewy. <laughs> Uh, well, this guy was disgruntled. It took place, he, he decided to urinate during a, uh, a dispute between Kellogg's and employees. So there was a disgruntled employee factor to it. His name's Gregory Stanton, pled guilty Friday to tampering with a consumer product after peeing all over the breakfast cereal in the Memphis factory several years ago. A video of him doing it, which is a pretty good way to get caught. Uh, Made it online, went viral, and they tracked down who it was. Kellogg says it's important to note that any products that could be potentially impacted would be very limited and past their expiration dates. We are outraged by this completely unacceptable situation, and we will work closely with authorities to prosecute to the full extent of the law. So what they're saying is, uh, you don't have to worry about eating pea-covered Rice Krispies anymore. Yeah. Somebody already ate them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they're expired now. They're expired or somebody already ate the pea Krispies. Oh, man. So gross. You would never You would never know either. You probably wouldn't taste it by the time it got to your house. Well, you might figure it out if, if your box of Rice Krispies was already going snap, crackle, and pop <laughs> before you even opened it up. It's 
what happens when those things get moist. Ah. <laughs> uh. Disgusting. Yeah, we don't know what kind of sentence he's going to get, but he was uh, he, he pleaded guilty to the actions. And there you go. Got to be careful. I hate that thought. Anybody peeing in food or spitting in food, putting so gross, dandruff eh? in salads, it just makes my stomach turn. Even an eyelash. Yeah. Even an I eyelash. I'm a fan of an eyelash. Yeah. Let alone someone taking a full-on pee <laughs> on the Rice Krispies line. No thanks. Hey, if you're a Kellogg's employee who got laid <laughs> off here in London, Ontario, and you you have a secret you want to tell us, did you go number one in some of the cereal before they shut the plant down? Call us here in the studio. Let us know.